This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. What's up, everyone? Billy Carson here, Forbidden Knowledge. Welcome to another episode of the Forbidden Knowledge Podcast. This is going to be one of my forbidden rants. And today is going to be a very, very, very interesting topic that's going to, if you pay attention, wake some people up. Or if you still want to keep a closed mind, It's going to make you frustrated and possibly angry. So if you start feeling angry because of uh, the information that I'm about to awaken you to and the truth that I'm about to spit at you, then you are probably not as conscious and woke as you thought you were because you're supposed to take all information and then go do what, guys? Research it for yourself. If you take information from other accounts and other YouTube videos and just run away with it like it's the truth without doing any research, then, you know, like I said, you might as well just go, might as well go to church and sit there and listen to a pastor talk all day. So let's get right into it. You know, about, I don't know if it was now, two years ago, I wrote a blog, an article on my blog, Forbidden Knowledge Blog. If you don't know, I have a huge blog with a lot of great articles on there. And this one particular blog was entitled, Yes, We Went to the Moon, and Yes, We Lied About It. And in this blog, I cover both arguments. One is the argument uh, from people that say we never went to the moon. And I cover that argument in depth. I cover a lot of the fraudulent, fake information and fake images that have been put out all over the internet and have gone viral many, many times. Partial images, edited images, photoshopped images. And in this blog, I cover that information and then I bring you the real image. 
and I show you the edited image or the Photoshopped image versus the original image, and I cover exactly what it's about, what it means. Uh, so it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty intense. And then I also cover the other side. Yes, we went to the moon, but also yes, there were some doctored video that came back as well. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why some of the video footage was uh, a little doctored. And so there's a reason why I covered that as well in the blog. So, yes, we went to the moon and yes, we lied about it. I'm about to debunk some of the debunked uh, information that has been spreading around for literally probably 10, 15 years, a lot of it. And unfortunately, a lot of it is absolutely junk, garbage, fake news. And so my hopes today is to educate you on true information, real information that you can actually look up for yourself as you should be doing and stop relying on all these other accounts to be the be all end all of all information. That you can actually take some of your own personal time. No Netflix and chill, no prime video, take some time off from swiping up and down on TikTok. And spend that hour or two doing some research before you continue to spread more lies. Because the biggest problem we have right now is somebody posts a bunch of garbage, a bunch of lies, a little bit of truth mixed with lies. And then people take it and they run. They run with it. They run away hardcore and they start posting it everywhere like it was verified information, like they've authenticated it themselves. We're not even taking even a second. Sometimes the stuff is getting shared and copied within milliseconds before they even can take an opportunity to even digest it themselves. And so I really want to take some time today to go through this blog with you. We're actually going to go to the blog. I'm going to show it right here on this video. And we're going to walk through this whole thing, literally word by word, image by image. And we're going to cover this content today on the Forbidden Rant. All right, let's get into this, guys. I'm going to share my screen now. And we're going to go to the window with the blog. Share. Okay, let me open up that blog. So this is the Forbidden Blog. You can go to ForbiddenKnowledge.com forward slash blog, B-L-O-G. And there's a lot of blogs in here. There's literally probably a few hundred blog articles that have been written. This one I wrote March 27th. I believe that was 2019 uh, on this particular article. It says, yes, we went to the moon and yes, we lied about it. So let's get right into it, guys. One of the largest and oldest conspiracy theories that can be traced back to the NASA Apollo moon missions that occurred between 1961 and 1975 is the conspiracy, which is fueled by several hot topics, which I will debunk in this article. Okay, let's start with the first one. Below is a fake image that has gone viral online many, many times, by the way. This image is claimed to have been taken from a Hollywood studio and supposedly proves that the crew took a fake picture of themselves on the moon. The hoaxes are looking to deceive eager truth seekers with badly Photoshopped images that could easily be debunked with a little bit of research. 
The hoaxers know that the majority of people are lazy and will not check anything. And that's a fact. Let's take a look at this image. This is a famous image. Boy, this has been going around for so long. You see uh, the the Apollo mission uh, astronauts here doing a training mission. And you see them standing on the ground in what looks to be the moon, but there's no helmets on. Oh, my God, they got no helmets, guys. This is in the Hollywood studio. Look at this. Not exactly. Let's have a look. That's why I put underneath this photo. The conscious community has been overrun by hoaxers and pranksters on a mission to deceive the public. They exchange lies for likes and views, pretty much. This is the original image, which is readily available. You can go download it directly from the official Space Agency website. It's an authentic image. It's very old. It's even in encyclopedias. It's an old image. This is a classic. Get up here. This is a super classic image where you can see the astronauts here. They're standing outside. They're out back of the actual space center. They're doing their own personal uh, walkthrough, which you're supposed to do in their lunar lander, and they're out back. This image obviously was rock crop turned into gray moon rock, and the image of the building and the cars in the background was, of course, cropped out. Why would they do that and then spread it all over the Internet? You know why? To deceive you and fool you into thinking that these people were in a Hollywood studio when they were right out in back of uh, the Space Coast Center out there in NASA. In, in, in Florida. This is where they were located. Let's move on to fake news number two, the Van Allen radiation belt. Okay. Now, the Van Allen radiation belt, this video is a YouTube video which explains the actual path through the belts and a little bit of history about the belts. I can't play that, obviously, because this video is on my YouTube account, but I can walk you through it. Now, Let's talk about the radiation belt. Prior to 1958, scientists were aware that ions and electrons could be trapped by the Earth's magnetic field, but not such that trapped particles actually existed. At most, it was proposed that during magnetic storms, a temporary trapped population might create a ring uh, around the Earth, a ring of radiation, obviously, which decayed again as the storm aged. So, as the storm ebbed and flowed, these radiation particles, these ions, they would build up and they would cascade, they would fade away. They would build up, they would cascade, they would fade away. Okay. Van Allen, Dr. Van Allen, he had recognized this and uh, he brought it up to NASA and said, look, there's this buildup of radiation that cascades around the earth from time to time. And they recognized it and they checked it out and I was like, you know what? Wow. This is interesting. Uh, and they really found out that it did exist. So they were like, wow, what is what does this mean? What can we do? They started researching this, okay, researching it. And what they found was that the radiation belts did exist, but they found out two things that were very interesting. They found out, number one, it would take a person about three days to be fully exposed in an unprotected vessel inside the thickest part of the radiation belt to receive a lethal dose of radiation. And since the moon mission was only going to take a few hours to get through the radiation belt, it didn't even matter. 
The next thing they found out was that there are these gigantic openings where Earth's magnetic field whips out of the Earth and creates these huge space highways, if you want to call it, these huge openings. And they were able to plot a course directly through the openings. And the court plot, the plotted course coordinates are available to the general public. And this arrow that you see here on this image that I put, this tracks the actual course for the rendezvous with the moon through the weakest part of the Van Allen radiation belt uh, as the astronauts took off from Earth and went through that particular swath, that opening of magnetic fields that you know, it had created. Data from Explorer 1 and Explorer 3 launched in March 26, 1958 were used by the Iowa group to detect the existence of charged particle radiation trapped by Earth's magnetic field. The inner radiation belt, Pioneer 3, which was launched the 6th of December, 1958, and Explorer 4, launched July 26, 1958, also carried instruments designed and built by Dr. Van Allen. These spacecraft provided Van Allen additional data that led to the discovery of a second outer radiation belt encircling the inner belt. So yes, the Van Allen belts were discovered, but after further testing and research, it was found that there were pathways through the belts and that the charged particle effect on a person in a protected vessel was minimal. Scientists discovered that a person would need to sit in the belt for an extended period of time with no protection from charged particles. Apollo data showed that it would only take the capsule a few hours to pass through the belts and that exposure to charged particles would be minimal. Apollo was not the first, but was definitely one of the most memorable. Apollo uh, was the NASA space program that produced a total of 11 space flight and moon landings. This is the uh, Apollo uh, command module. Uh, it's a very detailed description and diagram of the actual module itself. I've seen this in person, touched it, been next to it, been all around it. And guess what, guys? You can go see it, too, because it's available for you to go actually see. It's not some hidden top secret device that's hidden away somewhere. It's a intricate piece of um, machinery and technology. And I recommend everybody spend some time. You don't need a passport if you live in America. You, you, you don't need a million dollars to travel. You don't have to get any kind of special testing. You can just travel over there and see this and investigate it and research it for yourself. Spend some time and some energy and some money into things that you're running around believing in. The first four flights tested the equipment using the Apollo program. Six of the other seven flights landed on the moon. The first Apollo flight happened in 1968. The first moon landing took place in 1969. And the last moon landing was 1972. A total of 12 astronauts walked on the moon. The astronauts conducted scientific research there. They studied the lunar surface and they collected moon rocks to bring back to Earth. I actually have one of those rocks or a fragment of one because guess what? You can actually buy some of that stuff. It's available. What spacecraft were used for the Apollo program? So I went into depth about the spacecraft itself. NASA designed the Apollo command module for this program. It was a capsule with room for three astronauts. The astronauts rode in a command module on the way to the moon and back. It was larger than the spacecraft used in the Mercury and Gemini programs, and the astronauts had room to move around inside the spacecraft. The crew area had about as much room as a car, which is still kind of tight and compact. 
Now, don't forget about Mercury. Mercury was sent up prior to Apollo. Now, black women, black women were the computers for Mercury and some of the Apollo missions, the early ones. What do I mean by that? Before computers existed, which is this physical object that I'm looking at talking to you guys now in, before that existed, human beings were called computers. Computers were not assigned to a technological device initially. They were designed to, they were assigned to people. And the people that were the computers for NASA were black women. I'm talking about dozens of black women that did all the mathematics, that did all the mind-bending mathematics for NASA. Uh, They're called Hidden Figures. And if you haven't seen the movie Hidden Figures, you need to watch it ASAP. Hidden Figures. And these women did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. They were incredible. Uh, And they calculated all the trajectories for launch windows, uh, for deployment, for uh, ejections, for uh, coming back and landing, splashdown zones. All that was calculated by the human brain, all by black women. Now, some people say, why you guys say they're black? Why you guys say they're black? Because it's important for me to mention that because the majority of the people that don't believe this happened are black people. Okay, because once again, we've been deceived. This is a fact, whether you like it or not. These are the capsules. I went in depth into the capsules as well. Now, let me go over here. Here's another one. There are no real images of the journey journey and moon landing. Mr. D, Mr. D there just realized that. This unaltered video seems to tell a much different story. This is an authentic footage of Apollo 11 uncut at 60 frames per second. Now, this footage here, I can't, well, I took the, yeah, I can't play this video because this is on my YouTube account, but if you go to my blog, you can check it out, okay? You can check out the video. In the method ultimately employed, Lunar Orbit Rendezvous, a powerful launch vehicle, Saturn V rocket, placed a 50-ton spacecraft in a lunar trajectory. The spacecraft had three parts. The conical command module, the CM, carried three astronauts. The service module, which was called the SM, was attached to the back of the CM and carried its fuel and power to form the command service module, the CSM. Docked to the front of the CSM was the lunar module, the LIM. They call it the LIM, but it's really the LM, the LIM. One astronaut stayed in the CSM while the other two landed on the moon in the LIM. The LIM had a descent and ascent stage. The descent stage was left on the moon, and the astronauts returned to the CSM in the ascent stage, which was discharged in lunar orbit before re-entering Earth's atmosphere. The SM was jettisoned and burnt up, and the CM splashed down in the ocean, The lunar orbit rendezvous had advantages of requiring only one rocket and saving fuel and mass since the limb did not need to return to Earth. And all these calculations were done initially by women at NASA and their very first IBM computer, which came a little bit later, which was about the size of this room that I'm sitting in. Watch the movie Hidden Figures. My grandfather... Ronald Stevens was a hidden figure. What did he do? He actually had a mission where he was working with NASA and he was helping to design. He was a, he was a master architect. 
He was helping design the very first launch tower, the very first launch tower at NASA for the space shuttles. And these hidden figures are all throughout NASA, people that are behind the scenes, people, minorities that do a lot of the, did a lot of the calculations and a lot of the incredible work that allowed these things to even occur and happen. OK. <clears throat> this is the limb right here. Now, this is the infamous boot print mission. I uh, I can't uh, play this video of this astronaut putting on this suit because it's already up on YouTube, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, it might it might it might, uh, it might hit my account, but I'm going to show you the moon boot info anyway. But without the video, there's a video on my blog that you can go watch of an astronaut putting on the actual uh, suit, space suit. With the overshoe. So everyone sees this image here on the left. Space boots. Look, guys, they don't have any any grooves on the bottom. Look at this image of this footprint on the moon. Look at this. I can't believe they scammed us like this. Look, look, look. Oh, my goodness. This is, whoa. Okay. Again, did anybody just take time to look this up? This I just saw on the Internet today on an Instagram account called Problems. And they have 2.5 million followers. And they posted this garbage today on their Instagram account. More fake news. OK. Now. Below is the infamous boot print. This photo has been passed around the Internet like a hot potato. Once again, the hoaxers have taken advantage of people that are lazy, that are too lazy to do any real research. They hedge their bets on the laziness of truth seekers that want to believe everything is a conspiracy. This is really unfortunate. Here's the full picture, guys, that they always make sure you never see. I've seen this in person. Guess what? I've touched this. These are real. You can go to any, you can go to Houston or you can go to Florida, Space Coast, and you can go see these spacesuits. They're real, guys. And guess what? You'll see the shoe here at the bottom that's smooth on the bottom. And you see the overshoe over here. The overshoe slips on with the Velcro straps and has the actual boot prints on the bottom. The overshoe is a Kevlar boot to prevent the astronauts from, of course, getting any sharp cuts or anything like that uh, on on any of those sharp rocks. As well as this shoe is is an X-ray of the shoe in the video and everything else. You can look at that. Uh, here's a here's a picture, an image of the X-ray of the overshoe. This is high tech stuff. OK, you can't wear these 20 pound boots inside of a capsule for three days. You don't put these on until you're ready to use them. That's why you see the, the, the nice smooth bottom. You don't push off inside of the capsule and maneuver yourself around in a small capsule the size of a car with freaking overshoes on that weigh 20 pounds that have these ridges on the bottom. It doesn't make any sense. You put those on when you're ready to use them. This is an x-ray of the extravehicular, the EV overshoe, that was designed to be worn over Apollo spacesuit boots while an astronaut was taking a walk on the moon. The International Latex Corporation made the boots for astronaut James B. Irwin for training purposes. The EV boots were worn over the boots that were integrated into the spacesuit and which included the pressure bladder for thermal coverings. The boots were made with silicone sole, woven stainless steel upper, and included additional layers of thermal protection 
and beta felt in the soles as protection against extreme temperatures and sharp rocks on the lunar surface. Stop looking at these fake images. Let's look at this fake image again. This has been passed around for so many years. I'm tired of seeing it. It's fake. They, how come they cropped out the rest of the, sh- the rest of the spacesuit? How come they cropped out these overshoes? They didn't want you to see them. You don't think the people that made this image, you don't think the people that made this knew about this? They knew about it. We you know what they said. We want the views and likes. So we're going to crop them out and we're going to get these people running because conspiracy theorists, they believe anything. They believe anything. I saw on one of my posts today on social media, on, on Instagram, some lady said she she didn't like my eyes. My eyes they look like um, um, my, like my got dark eyes. Then somebody he's reptilian. He's got reptilian eyes. You guys are crazy. Some of you, okay? You just with with, with this the conspiracy stuff. You've gone too far. Like there's a level, man. Like there's an actual like intelligence level where you can consider something to be out of the ordinary. But some of you guys, you just take it and you run, man. Like you guys are like close close to being psychopathic already. And like the information knowledge just pushes you over the edge and you become completely psychopathic, uh, uh, crazy people that are more like zealots. And then you turn you turn consciousness and, 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 and wokeness into a religion and you go you create your own ideologies and then you create your own uh, dogma and you just chase it, man. And you like chase it blind like you believe it like you you will actually hurt somebody if they don't agree with you. That's the that's the anger and frustration I sense from a lot of these these zealots out there, these people that are like fanatics. Some people are really severely susceptible to fanaticism. And unfortunately, that's really overrun a lot of the conscious community. Like there's some real zealots out here like you guys are like over the top, like over the top. The other day I took a picture with my hands pointed down. This is about maybe a month or two ago, maybe three months ago. It was winter and pointed down, which means flip the pyramid upside down. It means power to the people. This is a this is old and this is old news. It's like old power to the people. Oh, he's giving the hand signs. He's in the Illuminati and he's he's a Mason and all guys. First of all, ninety nine point nine percent of the people that say somebody's a Mason don't even know what a Mason is. If I asked them to their face to describe me a Mason in three paragraphs, they wouldn't be able to even begin to start the first sentence. That's number one. Ask yourself the same question because you're probably one of them. Number two, they don't know any of these these ancient mudras and symbols. And there's no black people in the Illuminati. I'm sorry. There's no black people in any of these secret societies. It just doesn't exist. There's no black people in in any of these secret societies. If you look at the state of the world and who runs the world, it ain't us. We don't make laws and rules. We don't write stuff into legislation. We don't create global global laws. We don't dominate. We, we don't control space around the earth. We don't control any of this stuff, man. We just hope we're trying to survive. Stop putting black people in the Illuminati. It doesn't exist, okay? It's a very small group of people, and we're not in that club, all right? So stop it. There's no such thing as cloned rappers. There's no black people in Illuminati's. This stuff has got it. You got to stop. You got to stop. Come on. Let's, let's wake up. Let's Let's stop embarrassing ourselves and get to the next level. We got to stop. Here goes the overshoes. Warn, use overshoes. Take a moment and watch this video 
This is the Apollo. This is the one. Now, this one is unavailable, so they probably because, you know, it's uh, it's been used. It's, it's been added to my site. But if you go to Google and type in this X-ray of extra vehicle overshoe or type in uh, astronaut putting on Apollo 11 spacesuit, you'll find many official videos of that happening. OK. Another one, Hollywood producer fake moon footage. Below is a fake interview of Stanley Kubrick on a faked moon landing. Now, Stanley Kubrick is not the person in this video, even though the video says Stanley Kubrick. I go to explain, and if you watch this video on my blog, this is the full video, not the edited one that you guys have been watching. You've only been watching a very small clip of it. You find out, you find out at the end of this same video that this guy is an actor, and he's not Stanley Kubrick. You hear the interviewer address the actor by his name, Thomas, and he even gets irritated and a bit angry with him, telling him how to deliver his lines. On this video on my blog, this is not Stanley Kubrick, guys. This is a guy named Thomas. He's an actor and he's reading lines. Okay, and the the director is getting angry at him because guess what? You never heard about this because you only watched the small clipped edited version of this video. You never got a chance to see the full video like I'm showing you on my blog. Go to my blog, forbiddenknowledge.com slash blog. Wake yourself up with some new knowledge. Okay? So, they discuss how they're trying to make this fake interview sound believable. You can hear that again at 22 minutes and 14 seconds. Right, It's not even, I'm not making it up. Why would you lie about this, Tom? Why? to keep the funding to keep the program going so you can get there but it never happened because it just in 2015 the beginning in august various edited version of this fake kubrick video interview circulated online the gullible had their hopes dashed by the year's end however in december a full uncut version was released this is it right here of this well done colorful though obviously fake video interview of a filmmaker, Stanley Kruber, confessing to faking the moon landing, which is actually false. He did not. So go to my blog and you'll find out that the video that says that I'm, I did all this editing and I did all of this and look, they're on strings and all this. It's a fake video. You've been faked by another fake. Okay. You've been faked by people who want you to get likes, who want to get likes out of you and views out of you. That's what happened. And unfortunately, a lot of that's been was circulating about this moon stuff. A lot of it is all about manipulating truths and taking information that's false and editing it to make it sound like it's something official. When it is editing photos to make them look official, when it is cropping out things that supposed to be in the photo so you couldn't see them because they knew that. Guess what, guys? You weren't going to look it up. No, because why? Because the computer on YouTube and all these other video platforms, you're going to listen to whatever anybody has to say. You're not going to look for yourself. You're not going to investigate. You're not going to research. They know that you're not going to do that. So they just start putting these videos out for you and you just gobble it right on up, man. Mm, I'm full. This is good stuff. No, it's not good stuff. Why, why, why would they lie about landing on the moon then? Right? Because I did say we lied about it because they discovered artificial anomalies on the moon that should not be there. Okay, that's why. Now, this video, I can't play it on my channel 
because it is a YouTube video from one of my teammates on my on my on my uh, United ninety nine uh, uh, United Family of Anomaly Hunters, Chris Maroney. But you can go to my blog and you can watch these videos. These videos expose actual anomalies on the moon. That's why some of the footage is like that. They don't want you to see what's up there. They need to keep you blind to what's really going on. That's why. And so let me take a quick break from this moon blog and show you guys some anomalies. How about that? That's what we're going to do. Hold on a second. I'm going to show you. We're going to come back to this blog in one second. Let me show you some stuff that I can show you because I want to make sure that uh, I don't play Chris's video. And I also have another image here that I can show, which is one from mine, which is a static image. I have two of my static images here. I also want to go real quick and I want to show you guys some anomalies that occur out here from official sources that you can look up for yourself. And the reason why I'm showing you this, because I want you guys to really finally get an understanding. There's something really big going on. I mean, huge. I'm talking about super massive and it's being hidden from you. And I've been trying to expose this since day number one. Photos. Let's have a look over here. Let me just make sure that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. These are anomalies, guys. You know what an anomaly is? It's an out of place object. It's information that comes back from a lot of our space probes that have gone out. We spent trillions and trillions of dollars sending probes out and rovers out all over the solar system. And all this data is publicly available on WorldWideTelescope.org. It's publicly available. Okay. These are just some of the anomalies that I've discovered. Like here's one here. Here's three in one image. Here is a uh, uh, image here from Washington.edu. This is where the image is hosted. This is an image um, from Pathfinder, which landed on Mars. Okay. And this Pathfinder image shows right here three anomalies in one picture. There's actually a fourth one, but I don't even want to get into that. These are the more clearer ones that is easy to see. All they've done has been blown up and expanded so you can see what's there. Nothing's been edited. Nothing's been altered. No color changes. Okay. No color changes at all. Uh, let me see which one that's that. Okay. So no color changes at all. And you can clearly see here that something interesting is going on. These things don't belong here. They're out of place. And so this is why a lot of the images that we get from the space agencies are edited and obfuscated. They don't want you to see what's there. They don't want you to recognize that there's something huge going on out there and they don't want us to be a part of it. That's why they lied about it. That's why. So you're getting a combination of real and a combination of fake. So it keep you going, oh, man, there's nothing there anyway. Nothing but a cold, nothing but a bunch of cold, dry rocks up there. Nothing exists up there, right? Okay. Really? Let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at that. Let me show you something very interesting that's going to blow you away. This is Victoria Crater. You can get this on photojournal.jpl. It's hosted by the JPL, which is one of NASA's biggest contractors, .nasa.gov. And this is about a four-story tall Egyptian, uh, looks like a sarcophagi or statue carved out of the side of Victoria Crater. What's that doing there, guys? What is that doing there? Yeah. 
Let's have another look at something else here interesting. There's so much stuff here I can go on and on and on. What's this, guys? This is uh, another one of these amazing images taken by Spirit Rover. This was the last image that Spirit Rover took. This was the last image that it took before it was actually destroyed or stopped sending a signal all of a sudden. This last image. This should be on every channel on TV. How come it's not? You can easily see that this is not a rock. It doesn't take a genius. Heck, I even think a person that doesn't even have good vision can see what's here. Somebody with less than 20-20 vision can easily see what the heck is going on here. It's not a mystery. Okay? It's not a mystery at all. And so because of that, we got to ask ourselves a question. What the hell is going on up there? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. They don't want you to know that there's operations going on out there. Yeah, breakaway civilizations going on out there. And guess what? We ain't invited. That's what's going on. Do you think that all these billionaires that are talking about going to Mars on a one-way trip, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and all these other billionaires that 80000 had already paid to go, you think that they're going to go leave the creature comforts of Earth and all this luxury? They got butlers, they got maids, they got yachts, they got helicopters and planes, they got sports cars. They got the life, right? You think they're going to go live on a cold, dry rock? No, man, there's an infrastructure being set up and it's been worked on for decades. It's just now beginning to culminate. And by 2025 to 2035, you're going to see people moving there. Now, they may come in front of the camera in their tin can spacesuit and wave at a camera. But when that camera goes off, they're pulling that thing off. Because guess what? Pull down the science data from the REMS unit. It tells you the temperatures on Mars. Guess what it is in summer? 99 degrees, highest temperature recorded at the equator. 99, 99 degrees. Yeah. Today in Florida and where I live in, in, in Fort Lauderdale, it was only 80 degrees. All right. Interesting. Take a look at this image, guys. What is this? What are these? What are these? This is on Mars as well. Okay, this is another JPL hosted image. What are these things here? Take a good look. I don't know. I don't know what they are. I just don't think they're rocks. I don't think that these are rocks inside of this rock. You understand what I'm saying? This is why they don't show you everything. They don't want you to see these types of things. They don't want you to know that this stuff exists. They don't want you to know that this is up there. What is this? An R2D2 type artifact on Mars. Official images. This is all from the fifth. You can, all my links are provided. I provide the links to everything I show because why? I want you to research it. Unlike a lot of these other accounts, they never give you the book sources like I give you the book sources. They never give you the science articles like I give you the science articles. They never back their work by science and information that's verifiable. They never back it by any ancient texts. They're just talking off the top of the head, man, and taking chopped up images with no links, no source material, and people take it and run away with it. Well, I provide you the sources so you can check it out yourself and see, oh, wow, this, this, this is pretty interesting. This is pretty interesting stuff. Let me see if I can find something really crazy here. There's so much stuff. It's just crazy. Look at this. What's this doing up there? What, what's this doing up there? 
What is this doing up there? Yeah. You see, this is why. Yes, they went to the moon, but yes, they lied about it because this stuff that I'm showing you here, this incredible stuff like this on the moon. I mean, look at this. You don't have to have good eyesight to see what's going on here. They tried to obfuscate the image. They tried to make it as blurry as they possibly could. But guess what? It's still plain as day that inside that red circle is something strange that we can recognize with our eyes as something we can see on this planet. If you sit there and take a look at it, you'll see it as well. And guess what I always always provide? The source image. This is from Soul 1112. I I discovered this in 2012. I discovered this in 2012. This is one of my greatest anomaly hunters, Martin Graney. This one has been on the news and on TV many times. Look at this. Another amazing anomaly. You can clearly see this is a, a statue. I can actually say what this is here because it's too clear. You can see the prongs at the bottom that it sticks into something. And you can clearly see the ornate design on the actual body area. And then you can see, of course, the head, the eyes, and the mouth. It's an ornate statue of some type that was that's probably been knocked over when one of these when one of their disasters happened up there okay on mars and i can just go on and on there's just so much here there's just so much amazing stuff here that i can go on and on here's an ankh there's an ankh there there's one of dozens of ankhs that we found yeah egyptian ankhs laying out here in the sands Here's a blow up of it. Here it is in the sands in the original image at the top and down here. You can see the blow up of it. Here it goes right here. One of dozens that we have found up there. Dozens of onks. There's a lot of Egyptian uh, type of artifacts that appear to be anomalies or anomalous looking Egyptian artifacts on Mars. All right. Let me bounce back over to this here since I got you on the shared screen already. Back to the moon again. Let's look at this anomaly right here. This is one of my greatest discoveries on the moon. This has been on TV many times. Nobody can say that it doesn't exist. <laughs> so what I did was I took, I said, you know what? Let's find the actual video of the limb ascending back to the command module, to the CSM. So I searched through the archives and there's a link to that right here. The bottom of this image is a link to the actual original video and the archive that you can go pull it down yourself. You don't need me. You don't need me because I give you all the sources. That's why you got to go to the blog and follow the links yourself. This is a dome structure here, a massive dome structure. What I did was I said, how can I get images that haven't been obfuscated, that haven't been altered in any kind of way? And I sat back for a minute and I was thinking, I said, the original video footage. If I can get my hands on the original video footage, then I can take it and I can screenshot it, put it into uh, Photoshop, and I can blow it up and I can see what's down there. And that's exactly what I did. And anyone can do this. Anyone with no experience at all can do this. It's not magic. It's very simple. All you got to do is turn the contrast down and everything pops right up. Why contrast? Because the reflection of the sun off the surface of the moon is so bright 
it actually dulls everything out that's down there. On the ascent back from the of the limb back to the command module, guess what? All you have to do is screenshot that area of the ascent video, put it into Photoshop, turn the contrast down, everything pops out. What popped out for me was this massive dome. Now, there's a measuring tool that you can use to measure the height of these objects in the dome. Some of these objects are up to one mile tall off the surface of the moon inside this dome. Inside this dome, and you can see this outer courtyard area, which I'm just calling it that because I don't know what it is. I just don't know, but I'm calling it a courtyard area. I'm not saying that it is. This is a weird anomaly. This is on the moon. If I'm uh, you know, creating a mission to go to the moon, and because I've sent, you know, bef- got to remember, before humans were sent there, they sent satellites up there to orbit the moon in low lunar orbits and scan the moon looking for the best landing place and so forth and so on. And also to make sure that it was going to be at least safe enough to somewhat for them to, you know, they had to collect data to make sure, okay, we know this is atmospheric data. We know what gases are there. We know everything. Now we go, okay, we, we think we can build something that can a person can actually survive this. So during that process, the images came back from those satellites were mind-blowing. They found anomalies everywhere. So the moon mission was really a recognizance mission. It's a mission for people to go there and pick stuff up and bring it back. Not just moon rocks, but actual things laying around on the surface in shambles. If you go into the Terra Papers, which is ancient Native American uh, history, you go into the Terra Papers, you go into the Mahabharata, you go into the, um, the Sumerian tablets, you discover that there was this war. You go into the story of Atlantis. It's all the same story. <laughs> there was a war. The war extended from Earth to the moon and to Mars. That's why Mars is in shambles, and that's why the moon is in shambles. There was a war, an interplanetary war that occurred in ancient times, and uh, the moon and Mars took the brunt of that damage. Okay, that's what really going on here. And Atlantis, of course, the main ring city and one of those main capitals was destroyed and sunk into the Atlantic Ocean. This is a remnant of an ancient civilization laying there at the moon. So they want to go there to, of course, you're you're an advanced or at this era, you think you're advanced. You want to collect anything that can give you a better advantage over uh, your your non-allies. Okay, so he's like, if I can go there, if we can get our hands on this technology and see what it is and reverse engineer it, we can have weapons, we can have these tech that we can sell to the world and make Googles of dollars, whatever it is. Okay, that's why they hide stuff from you. It's all about power, control, and money. It has nothing to do with uh, we want people to think we went there just for the just for giggles. No, <laughs> no, man, no. They're gaining out of this. They're gaining superior knowledge out of this stuff every single day. Every single day, they're gaining more and more knowledge because we're down here scrapping to figure out how we're going to make our next car payment. And they're up out there doing all kinds of stuff. And they're thinking for thousands of years, millenniums in the future, while people down here are thinking what they're going to do for their paycheck on Friday. That's what's going on. Let me go down here a little bit more. Again, go to my blog, get these source links, click on these source links. 
Apollo 11, 1969 video source NASA, limb returning to Apollo. Screenshot that image, open it up in your photo program, whatever program you got, doesn't matter what program it is, and turn your contrast down. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like, holy crap, Billy was right. There's domes all over the place down here. That's where they landed. <laughs> Man, they were, ga- they were down there gathering up stuff. Secret, and we bring it back. And now we control it. We control our own destiny. We control the power that we can wield over people. Now what they say is, okay, we got too, we got, we got too many people inquiring now. Too many people are catching on. We're going to move space into private industry. So all of a sudden you saw this big push. Now mm-hmm. the only way you can go to space is on a private company. SpaceX, Blue Origins, Galact- uh, Virgin Galactic, uh, Bigelow Aerospace, so forth and so on. Okay. You can only go to space that way. You can only uh, launch, you know, cargo into space that way. Payloads. If you want to load, load if you want to launch a payload, you got, you know, anybody can launch a satellite. I don't know if you knew that or not. If you have enough money, you have a you have a satellite, a research satellite, or something like that. You can actually get it cleared as long as it doesn't do anything that's scamming and crazy. You can get it cleared, and you can actually pay a private space company to launch it for you into space. You can do that. You can, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It's not like, oh man, I got to be in this government or politics or top secret Pentagon. No, anybody. They got students doing this, man. It's bare bones basic. It don't even cost that much money. Okay. But if you, you know, if you get into that, you'll find that it's all private space. NASA has used private space rockets to get into space. Why? Because if it's in private, guess what? Nothing has to be disclosed to the public. There is no more Freedom of Information Act on the information, on the data. It's not, it's not free to the, it's not, it's not open to the public anymore. When you move it into private, that's it, guys. Sorry. Nothing we can do. We can't tell you anything. It's just, this is a private corporation. Private corporations don't have to share any information with you. That's what's going on. The Clementine mission. I knew that this Clementine mission, this is the Clementine, uh, you're looking at here, two gentlemen standing next to the Clementine satellite that was sent to a low lunar orbit. I knew that this Clementine mission, (laughs) which was launched in 1994, was weird. Because as soon as I started looking into it, the name Clementine, it just, it just struck this old song in my brain from when I was growing up. An old country song. Oh, my darling Clementine, you were lost and gone forever. Oh, my darling Clementine. So as soon as I saw Clementine, a Clementine mission by the military, I said, oh, my God, I bet the deeper I look into this, it never came back. And sure enough, it never came back. It was lost and gone forever. Clementine was a joint project between the Strategic Defense Initiative Organization and NASA. The objective of the mission was to test sensors and spacecraft components under extended exposure to the to space environment and to make scientific observations of the moon and near-Earth asteroid 1620. Uh, the observations included imaging at various wavelengths, including ultraviolet and infrared, laser-ranging altimetry, and charged particle measurements. These observations were originally for the purpose of assessing the surface of mineralogy on the moon they want to figure out can we mine this sucker for some 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 money can we make money mining the the stuff on the moon is what they really want to find out the military was in charge of this mission 
Clementine was launched on January uh, January 25th, 1994, and uh, it was launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base on a Titan rocket. After two Earth flybys, lunar insertion was achieved uh, on February 21st. Why two Earth flybys? Because you have to use you have to do something in uh, in, in orbital mechanics called a gravitational uh, assist. So in orbital mechanics. If you want to save fuel and you only have a limited amount of fuel in these capsules, you can't send up too much mass in the space because the more mass you send, the more mass you need, to, the more rocket fuel you need to get into space and the rocket fuel adds more mass. So you have this catch 22 situation. So you have to really conserve weight when you're doing rocket launches into space because of the archaic technique that we're using to do it. OK, so you have two Earth flybys, which you, you orbit the, the Earth, you orbit the Earth at a specific angle and uh, in motion and, and range of motion in terms of speed, and then you can create this gravitational assist, which can, which can slingshot you to your destination based on orbital mechanics. Okay, so uh, so let's see here. What it says uh, it was achieved on February twenty first. Lunar mapping took place over approximately two months in two parts. So this thing was orbiting the moon for two months straight. The first part consisted of five-hour elliptical polar orbit. Now, in a polar orbit, you can scan every square inch of land on a on a space body, okay? And the reason why is because, let me see what I can use here. Uh, that, you know, that, okay, let's see. Here's, I'll use this. This is my GoPro. So, Let's say this is the moon and it's, it's orbiting, right? It's spinning on its own axis. Now, if you orbit the moon this way while it's spinning on its axis, as the, as the satellite is orbiting the moon in a polar orbit, this is a polar orbit. This is not an equatorial orbit. You can scan and take images and video and topography analysis of, uh, of the, of the uh, atmosphere, all the atmospheric data, everything you want, you can get while it's rotating on its own axis. This is a polar orbit. And by doing that, you create these swaths of data and they can all be stitched together and you get a complete topography analysis of the entire surface of the entire space body. In this case, it's the moon. OK, that's that's really good technology that they use to do that. Um, this allowed global imaging as well as altimetry coverage of 60 degrees south to 60 degrees north. That's what I just explained to you. After leaving lunar orbit, a malfunction in one of the onboard computers on May 7th caused a thruster to fire until it had used up all of its fuel, leaving the spacecraft spinning at about 80 RPM with no spin control. This made the, uh, the planned continuation of the mission, a flyby of a near-Earth asteroid, impossible. The spacecraft remained in geographic orbit and continued testing the space, and they continued testing the spacecraft components until the end of the mission. So, in my personal opinion, the mission planners never expected the spacecraft to complete its mission and return home because the name Clementine gives us a little bit of a hint. The lyrics of the song Clementine, "Oh my darling Clementine, oh my darling, oh my darling, you are lost and gone forever." So, this is uh to me, I think that that's a cover story in terms of what happened with the malfunction. I really do believe that it was never intended to come back. And that it's up there on the moon still uh, right now, probably until it com- until it completed their mission, sending back other data that they did not want to make public to people. And they didn't want people to request a Freedom of Information Act 
on the data because if you were if it's if it's still submitting information still sending data and we knew about it in other words the object was the technology was still functioning and working we can submit a freedom of information act to get that access to that information but once we say oh man we're sorry <laughs> it broke it doesn't work anymore then it's like okay well we can't get it anymore it says the official stories is that it's it's broken and it's it's not coming back and we it, the data has stopped it's it's off guys don't worry about it Okay, you see what I'm you see where I'm going? Come on. We gotta we gotta think we gotta understand. Here's another incredible video of a Sphinx that's up there. Uh, um, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. Another incredible video taking from an actual official moon image that resembles the Sphinx enclosure and the Sphinx. Again, you can go to my blog, you can play this video, you can check it out for yourself. The image the source images are available so that you can go look it up for yourself. Okay. I'm not saying this is a Sphinx. What I am saying is that it significantly resembles the Sphinx. However, the only thing is it's strange. It's, it's actually on the moon. So you can check that out. All right. This is another incredible image, a video here that you can watch on my blog by Chris Maroney. You can literally see hundreds of structures on the moon surface from this video. This is one of the original official videos before Photoshop, before video editing and all this other stuff that we have now, before it even existed. This is unedited, unaltered footage that anyone can take, access, take a look at, analyze, and come up with your own conclusion, guys. That's all we're saying. Come up with your own conclusion. All right? Hopefully this article will clear up some questions about why we were lied to about the landing on the moon. We need to understand that the powers that control the planet and this earth do not want us to know because the ultimate power is not money. The ultimate power is knowledge. Money is only a byproduct of knowledge. They want you to stay confused and misled. We can't let them win, guys. We got to be smarter. We have to be smarter, man. We got to be smarter. Ugh. We have to we have to stop running away with information and it's and taking it as like it's rock solid. We have to stop doing that, you know, because what's happening is we're hurting our own selves and it's creating this big divide in the conscious community where everybody's battling one another. It's this big battle. You know, it's like, oh, man, who can we attack next? You know, it's crazy. It's why would people want to live in that kind of turmoil? We're supposed to be getting away from that. And yet all we're doing is trying to find more craziness. We're trying to attack more people. We're trying to uh, we're trying to uh, go over the board with some of these conspiracies and and all this stuff. No, man, it, it's, it's not like that. We got to be smarter. You know, we got to be smarter. Study astrophysics. Study astronomy. Go to some of these places. Stop just taking it for what's on the Internet. Take some of your own personal money and go to some some of these places and check it out for yourself. Take yourself a trip, man. You know, and and just just sacrifice something. Stop going out for a month and eating out. Stop buying Uber Eats and DoorDash for a month and take that money and invest it in a trip and start learning more about what's really going on out here by actually going yourself. That's what I recommend. Going yourself. 
That's the best way to gain knowledge. That's why I travel the world and go to where I go. I go in person. Like I'm showing up at your door. Like I'm knocking on your door, pyramid priests. I'm knocking on your door, aboriginals. I'm knocking on your door, uh, Cambodians. I'm knocking on your door, Peruvians. I'm right here, man. Let's go, Guatemalans. I'm right here. I'm knocking on your door. Show me what's going on out here. I don't want Google. I don't want YouTube videos and all this kind of stuff. I don't want documentaries on TV. I want to see with my own eyes. I want to touch it with my own hands. I'm going to make my own conclusion after I figure that out, after I see that, after I talk to the people that lived there for generations. Then I'm going to come up with my own ideas. Now, let me go get these ancient tablets out and see if that story, their story is matching up together. Oh, these are matching. This is circumstantial evidence here. Well, I'm providing you in this video with a lot of circumstantial evidence. And in a court of law, circumstantial evidence, an abundance of circumstantial evidence can get you locked up. So in that case, I recommend you take this circumstantial evidence and do a whole lot of research. You should go and read this blog on forbidden knowledge. Okay, I'm going to make sure I post this in the caption of this video. Let me save this link right now to this blog. Put it underneath this video. Click on the link so you can go right to this blog and start breaking this thing down step by step. And then, I, you, know, you know what I want you to do? Make this go viral. Make these fake images not stop going viral. When you see those fake images, you should be commenting, nah, man, that ain't it, dude. I saw the real stuff. This is old fake stuff. This is old fake images. This is old news. You guys are posting old fake news. Let me tell you what's really going on. That's what I need to start seeing happening. Correcting these pages that are putting out all this fake information for likes and views. That's what we got to start doing. There's YouTube accounts that put out fake information about me for likes and views. And there's actually people liking it and commenting like, oh, yeah. Like, y'all didn't look. You didn't even look this stuff up for yourself. It's crazy. Like, it's really crazy. We got to stop, man. People are running away, running away with information like it was spoken to them directly from God based on what they saw online. At some point, we got to we got to do better, man. We got that's what that's what I'm going to leave. We have to do better. And hopefully this blog broke down enough information for you to let you see, not all of you, but some of you, that you didn't know what you thought you knew and that you've been hoaxed by hoaxers who are trying to debunk something that, they, that they're trying to claim as a hoax, <laughs> if that makes any sense. All right. Anyway, guys, look, I love y'all. Uh, don't forget, shares are available of Forbidden Knowledge. We pretty much have half the shares sold. The SEC approved 1,070,000 shares for a dollar a share. And we're getting close to 50% of the shares gone in round one. You want to get in on round one because round two is coming in probably about 45 to 60 days. And those shares are going to be worth more money. They're going to be caught. They're going to cost more money. Okay. So you want to get in on, get in on round one. The link will be in the caption of this video. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you make sure you share this video to people who you know are like really conspiracy nuts and say, look, man, we, we might have to take a step back from this. A minute. We might need to take a step back from our aggressiveness in some of this information and attacking people and reassess what's really going on a little bit. Because one thing that I've noticed, I mean, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave, is when people begin to take something as like they believe it so wholeheartedly, like it's the sole truth in their mind, it's their new belief system. As soon as anyone says anything otherwise, they hard, they attack them hard. Like they go in hard. I see the comments on people. I see the comments even on my own content. If I, if I post something on my, my space agency, uh, Instagram account, first class space, I see the people that will come in and like, rah, 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 
It's like attack dogs. You have to say to yourself at some point, why am I responding like an attack dog? Why am I responding like a like I'm an evil entity? If I'm full of love and light and all this other stuff, why am I attacking people like a vicious, deranged animal? Why can't I sit back and calmly approach somebody and ask more questions or give a very respectful debate on something? Why do I have to go always attack? Why do I why do I always have to bite somebody's head off in comments? If that's happening to you, you need to reassess what you believe in. If you're out here running around attacking people dogmatically and and making hate posts and hate comments, you need to really reassess who you are as a person. You need to reassess your brain heart coherence. You need to take a sit back. You need to sit down and really detox your brain. And I'm this is this is for real. Like you really need to sit sit down and you need to also maybe even seek some, uh, I don't want to say mental help as if you're retarded or, or just mentally disabled, but I mean mental help as in you may need to, to get some mental tools to help you, maybe even talk with a psychiatrist to help you figure out where inside of you, you need to work, do some shadow work and find out where inside of you this anger and this aggression is really stemming from. What's the true source of this? It's manifesting in this area of, conspiracies but really deep down inside it's something totally different totally different you need to really assess it you need to analyze it you need to detox it you need to fix it do the shadow work you got to go inside because some of you guys are so aggressive and so angry that i could tell that if you were in front of somebody you would try to hurt them based on what they're what they believe or what they're saying even if they have facts to back it up you would still attack you have to ask yourself, is that the kind of person you truly want to be on this planet? Is that the kind of person that you believe is supposed to how you're supposed to act and be and interact with people? Is that the kind of person that you want your kids to see any somebody else's kids to see and be around? Is that what you want? Is that what you is that your if that is your idea of the world that you'd like to be in? It's a it's a dark place. It's a really, really dark place. And I hope you can fix that problem. Anyway, guys, I'm signing off again. Peace and love from Forbidden Knowledge. I appreciate y'all. And I'll catch you next time on the Forbidden Knowledge Podcast. All right. So don't forget, click the links in the caption of this video. Make sure you like, click that bell as well. This podcast is going to air on all podcast platforms and Forbidden Knowledge TV. So no matter where you are watching it, the links to this blog and the link to uh, the, for you have the ability to invest and buy shares in forbidden knowledge will be in the caption of this video. All right. Peace and blessings. I'll catch y'all later. Hi, my name is Billy Carson. I'm the president of Forbidden Knowledge. Are you looking for an amazing opportunity that you can invest in that's already generating revenue? A company that's already making money and profits right now today? Well, look no further. Forbidden Knowledge. We have our own streaming TV network. We're now approved and streaming already on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, and the web. We have over 5,200 amazing shows with over 22,000 subscribers. We just reached our one-year anniversary, and we have a phenomenal base with huge potential upside. We're looking to be three times this size by this time next year, and you can be a big part of that. So please, review this information and join us at Forbidden Knowledge. Thank you. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV.
This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. 